Thank you for waiting, ladies and gentlemen. We were invited to first class. Now we're inviting executive platinum, platinum, emerald, sapphire, and ruby. If those words are written on your boarding card, Hey, hey, this is Rika, your host of Catch Flights, Not Feelings. Hey, hey, welcome back with another episode of Catch Flights, Not Feelings with your host, Rika. Today, we are talking about on our Travel Tips Thursday, London. United Kingdom. I truly, truly loved London. Uh, The basis of my actual trip to Spain was because of my London trip. I had previously reserved a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience, basically, for London, and I actually saw a better deal going to Spain, so I was like, why not hit two birds with one stone? So I started in Spain and that's where you hear, that's where you heard previously uh, all the cities that I went to in Spain. And then I ended in London because that was really the main reason why I was traveling this go around. And the, the once in a lifetime experience that I went on in London was so I had seen somewhere on online that you had to reserve this thing in about a year in advance and I was like well shoot why not let's let's see it um let's get to where I want to I think this is uh an interesting experience so I said to myself why not it was free and it it seemed like a no-brainer to be honest so I reserved and this was just because um yeah I I found it and I thought it to be very interesting like um if some of you don't know uh I'm an art history buff I really like art history I like art architecture I love history of countries and this was probably one experience that I was like hey why not you know never on my bucket list didn't even know about it until I saw about until I found more information about it but this was um the ceremony of keys and so this was the ticket that was free of charge that I bought and well that I it obviously was free of charge, like I said, uh, but I had bought it back in November of 2017, and I didn't go until November 13th of 2018. That's how far in advance you needed to purchase these tickets and or reserve your spot. And so I was like, okay, I've got a whole year to get there, and uh, wishful thinking, of course, and um, I just thought it was going to be... I was good. Obviously, I knew I was going to make it. So that's that's kind of where I was at with my thinking. And so what is the ceremony of keys? Let me tell you, it's so amazing. It's some it's really great history. And so the ceremony of keys is an ancient ritual held every evening at the Tower of London. And that's where the main gates are locked for the night. It's said to be the oldest extant, extant military ceremony in the world, and it's best known ceremony tradi- ceremonial tradition of the tower. 
So you can experience this. You can go, they let you in. Um, there's only a set amount of people that can go in each night. And you get to see how they lock up the whole Tower of London and uh, learn a little bit of the history behind the Tower of London. And so at exactly 9.53 p.m. in London time, the chief, Yo Man Warden, dressed in a Tudor watch coat and bonnet, is carrying a candle lantern. He leaves the Byward Tower and falls in with the escort to the Keys, a military escort made up of an armed member made up of armed members of the Tower of London Guard. The warden passes his lantern to a soldier and marches with his escort to the outer gate. The sentries on duty salute the Queen's Keys as they pass. And then the warden first looks, the warden first locks the outer gate and then the gates of the middle and byward towers. So you walk through these these gates before you get in, obvious, or I mean, you walk through these gates before they lock up and then you see the whole process of, of how they do it. And it's so awesome because these guys live there. Um, you barely even know that they exist because they're the, these little hidden doors, but the whole ceremony last maybe 10 15 minutes maybe and so this is a great part so the warden and escort march down water lane until they reach the bloody tower archway which there's history on the bloody tower where uh, you should definitely look it up and they uh, where a sentry challenges the pan the party to identify themselves they say halt who comes there the chief warden says the keys the sentry says, whose keys? Chief Warden says, Queen Elizabeth's keys. And the sentry says, pass Queen Elizabeth's keys. All's well. The warden and the escort march down to the foot of the boardwalk of Broadway steps where the main tower guard is drawn up to meet them. The party halts and the officer in charge gives the command to present arms. The chief warden steps forward, doffs his bonnet and proclaims, God preserve Queen Elizabeth, and the guard says, Amen. On the answering Amen, the clock of the Waterloo barricade strikes 10 p.m., and the last post is sounded, making the end of the ceremony. And like I said, actually, this is seven minutes, <laughs> um, because it's exactly in 9.53. I don't know why they started at 9.53. Um, they might have a little bit more history uh, as to why they started that time, but... Uh, by all means look it up because um, I'm, I'm not sure um, and I could do more history but um, just wanted to give you a little bit of history of why I was there but um, so at 10 like right at 10 p.m. it's done so that was a whole seven minutes worth of this event or this historical moment and that you get to see they've done it every single day um, and they don't know the cer the origins of the ceremony, um, and it could have started since the 14th century, probably. So it's been doing going on every single day. I think there's only, yeah, they say the ceremony has never been canceled, but it has been delayed only on a single occasion due to enemy action during the Second World War. So it has never not happened, and I think that is amazing for how long this has gone on. Uh, like I said, it started probably in the 14th century, maybe 13th century, no one knows. But 
You, there's between 40 and 50 visitors that are allowed to access the ceremony each night under a certain escort. And like I said, the tickets are free, but you have to um, obtain them in advance from the historical royal palace. And so looks like I got in, of course, just in time. So this is back in 2018. And I told you, the event is usually sold out at least 12 months in advance. So like I said, I bought mine a year in advance and I prepared my trip around that. And that's what was so awesome um, because I had that freedom and flexibility to do that. And so that was the main reason I went to London. Now, heading back to the couple of days that I got to spend in London, um, still, of course, a uh, travel agent, so I got a really nice um, hotel's place at the Park Tower Knights Bridge, which is a luxury collection hotel from the Marriott, um, and my oh my, was it beautiful, um, and I say this, of course, about every hotel, but, um, well, most hotels. I think the one in Spain or in uh, Barcelona wasn't my favorite, but this was my second favorite hotel that I got to stay in. And so um, in the average night total per room, and this is in pounds, uh, was 143.95. And so um, I stayed, I think I was there for a couple of nights. Um, yeah, yeah, a couple of nights. And the so the great thing, I flew into London from Spain um and I took the the underground um I took their the London underground and uh this was the easiest place to to figure out the tube. Um and it was really easy to get around. Uh, I could find transportation. I followed, you know, the main lines as far as where I wanted to go and what I wanted to explore. And luckily, the one of the exits of the tube was right around my hotel, like maybe a block from my hotel, which was really awesome because it made it very easy to hop on, hop off, get get tube tickets. Um, and, and just explore. Uh, I did once again do the hop on hop off bus tour and I love this because it was a I mean the usual hop on hop hop off d bus tours are double deckers but because you're in London their transportation above ground is double deckers anyways their bus system and I I loved it. Um, I am uh, I'm a fairly big Harry Potter fan. I'm not as big as my other friends are. Um, shout out to you know who you are, i.e. Brenda and Emily. But um, they, I really loved it. And, you know, watching all the Harry Potter movies and um, wanting to explore in that way and just kind of figure out, well, kind of find, I wanted to do a Harry Potter tour on my own. I didn't get a chance to do that, so um, that was unfortunate, but that only brings me to wanting to go back, of course, to do that, but I got to do the hop-on, hop-off bus tour at night and see the London cityscape at night, and it was so beautiful, and it was so lively, and I really loved the nightlife of London. Um, I just felt very safe there. And the first night I got there, um, and 
once again, I said this throughout my whole trip to Spain that I got to meet a lot of, for some reason, I was lucky enough to have a friend in each place. And so um, this trip, I met, I actually had a friend that I had met in Bali previously who was running a campaign, a music campaign uh, in London that night, the night I got in. And so hopped on an uber real quick um and went to the venue and um it she's a music she does music management and uh the people that i got to see uh well the celebrities that i got to see well one of them was swiss beats and is basically just talking about his music and his his passions and having this open panel and dialogue between all these different people who are either who are just creative in their own way and artistically talented and it was really is really awesome to experience that um you know she said I saw it on her Instagram and I was like you know what I'm gonna be in London why not try and do that um and just get a get kind of a vibe for the London the Linden life and while I was there um or while I was standing in line checking in um it really felt like I was home like I was meant to be there and like I had been there for years and that's what was really comforting to me I saw all these black people embracing their culture embracing who they were embracing their their um their style their techniques their hair their clothes they came to they literally they came to play and i was on no level at all whatsoever being an american um i was in jeans and like a jacket and a regular t-shirt i think um and i was like wow uh obviously i do not know london fashion um and i <laughs> I don't know I just felt I mean I felt in place but at the same time I felt out of place too because I definitely knew I definitely think they knew I was American but it was it was such an interesting space and it was a interesting venue and I was forever grateful for that experience because you know it was just something random I got to experience and I try. Um, I got to meet up with her a little bit afterwards um, and chat with her and catch up with her but I know she was busy working, and so um, I headed to go get some fish and chips because, of course, I had to experience the uh, the cuisine of London. Some fish and, fish and chips, had a really good drink during that time, and just relaxed um, and took in the scenery of the the little town and place that I was at. Um, Knightsbridge was very very classy and upscaled I mean they had all the uh, high-end designers on on the street that I was at and it was kind of where I think it was the study center um, which which no fault of theirs it was very lively and bright and loud and I loved it um, it was really a great experience and so that next day I of course had to go find platform nine and three quarters duh um for any of you harry potter fans out there and i got to take a picture 
in front of the Harry Potter store um, and specifically in that area uh, where, you know, where it's supposedly shot located in King's Crossing. Duh. So the, the specific address is the Harry Potter shop at platform nine and three quarters in King's Crossing Station, London N1, 9AP, United Kingdom. And so got to take a picture um, like I was running into the wall of like Harry Potter um, or those many before him and just so you know I am a house of Gryffindor and my Patronus is a badger uh, it's my spirit animal um, just a little tidbit I advise you to go check out um, all the Harry Potter the Harry Potter website and just learn everything about your um, the house and your wand and everything if you're a true Harry Potter fan um if not then disregard obviously but um so I got to I bought a couple of things there in the store and kind of just walked around a little bit more um taking in the London scenes um like I said I didn't get to spend as much time there as I wish I had of course because and which is odd enough because I based my trip around the Ceremony of Keys, which was this huge thing that I had bought a whole year in advance. And yet I didn't spend as much time as I wanted in London. Like I didn't get to go on and see the London Eye. Um, I mean, of course I saw it. I got to um, at least walk around Buckingham Palace, um, but I didn't get to see go inside and take a tour um, and a lot of just the major um, landmarks that I wish I would have seen I didn't um, or wish I would have experienced I unfortunately was unable to and um, but I definitely do want to go and visit that with one of my friends who equally loves London just as much as me and hasn't been there and I think we would have so much fun there um, and so yeah I just think there's a lot to explore there's a lot of history there and um, yeah it's really great oh well of course and when you're on the hop on hop off bus tour like I said, I go through the whole thing at least once um, to get all the little highlights and tidbits of the city that I'm in. And the great thing about that is you got to drive across the Tower Bridge. And so one of the nights that I was there, I actually sat on top and took pictures of driving across the London or the Tower Bridge, which I thought was really awesome. And this, of course, is that song, London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So um, that's the Tower Bridge and that's what it's based off of, um, if you didn't know. But I definitely want to see a lot more things and explore um, a lot more of of London. Um, if If you don't know me, um, I like to fit in as much as I can and um, that just I tried to do too much and um, I think I was definitely burnt out by the end of this and so so the next biggest landmark and one of the highlights of my trip um, this is where I spent most of my day um, uh was outside of London I took a trip to Stonehenge um 
I was so excited for this trip. Um, this was one of the one of the highlights of my trip. Um, I'm really surprised it's not one of the seven wonders of the world. I think it previously was in its previous life, but um, I was so excited to go see Stonehenge and this opportunity. Um, obviously, I had bought tickets ahead of time because I knew I wanted to see it. And um, I, duh, like, I don't understand if you if you're in London you have to go see this um it was a couple hours drive away um it's in Durrington um out in kind of the outer scapes of of London area and like I said I love to travel in November less people there um less touristy and this definitely was was a perfect time to go see it because I honestly think there was less than 200 people there at one time and there was rarely there wasn't as many as many crowds there um, I got some great photos in front of it um, as close as I could get I was very tempted to jump and cross that line um, or that rope but I got some really great photos of Stonehenge and how the sun dial works and the sunsets and I truly was in awe and amazed by by this by this structure this large large structure and if you don't know um about Stonehenge I definitely um would hope that you look up and do a lot of history on it before visiting but obviously they have um they have headphones that you can listen in on as you're walking through um or you can um uh read the read um the the little info markers as you're walking around and you're kind of walking in this circular rotation you start walking from um, the parking lot up the street to Stonehenge because it's such a large massed area they want to be able to keep it preserved as long as long as possible and so um the earliest um, structures known in that immediate area are the four or five pits, three of which appear to have held large pine totem pole-like posts erected in the Mesolithic period between 8500 and 7000 BC. It is not known how these posts related to the later monument of Stonehenge. Um, let's see. Oh, they're not really... says the stone settings at Stonehenge were built at a time of great change in prehistory just as new styles of beaker pottery and the knowledge of metal working together with the transition to the burial of individuals with grave goods were arriving to the continent from about 24 BC well-furnished beaker graves such as that as the Amesbury Amesbury Archer are found nearby um Stonehenge we see today is the end result of several episodes of construction after an intervening 4,000 years of destruction and decay. Various stones are fallen or missing, making the original plan difficult to understand. This page briefly, let's see. 
The first major construction at Stonehenge was a circular ditch with an internal bank and a smaller external bank built around 3000 BC. Today, the ditch and inner bank are visible as low earthworks in the grass, but the outer bank has largely been plowed away. Um, there's two entrances to the closure entrance originally a wide one to the northeast and the smaller one Stonehenge is perhaps the world's most famous prehistoric monument it was built in several stages the first monument was an early henge monument built about 5,000 years ago in the un and the unique stone circle was erected in the late neolithic period about 2500 bc no one knows who built it, but the most popular belief was the Stonehenge was built by the Druids. These high priests of the Celt constructed it for sacrificial ceremonies, um, but that's a possibility. There's a lot of um, what-ifs and who built and all these interesting facts, um, but it's... oh so. Of course, Stonehenge is one of the best-known ancient wonders of the world because of how old it is. Um, but it's definitely been described as the work of giants, gods, wizards, aliens, and even the devil himself. Um, you know, it's it's definitely larger than life. Um, if you've if you've watched anything on the History Channel about it, um, they've got a lot of um, interesting facts and or thoughts and theories around Stonehenge and why it was built but there's 93 rocks or lumps of stone visible at Stonehenge now uh, they've done a lot of reconstruction videos of what it might have looked like when it was first constructed um, and what it might have been used for I know they think um, like the summer solstice and uh, the winter solstice and based off of how the light hits certain rocks and and what that looks like. I know they have a lot of uh, parties around there and um, celebrations. Um, I don't know if they still are doing that prior to or during COVID times now, but yeah, um, I was definitely a big fan. I think I cheesed super hard during a lot of these photos that I've taken uh, because I was super excited um, and just being able to explore London was was everything and and seeing everything that that made London London like the telephone booths the cars um, the structures around you it's definitely felt like London and I I can't wait to go back because I think it was such a cool experience and I'm really really hoping and excited to be able to go back and see a lot more of 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 London and experience it and do the tours that I've wanted to do and just love and experience London because I think it's such a great place um and it's got such a great vibe and I at one point of course could say I could see myself living there even if it was only for six months because I think it's such a such a unique and and chill place and they definitely tell the truth about how packed the tube gets um, right after 
people get off of work, but you definitely know that they hold themselves to a high regard, uh, the, the people who live there, and they really love their city, I think, and their culture, and it was great. It was a great experience, and that tops off the my Spain and London trip um, in two thousand back in two thousand eighteen, and I definitely can't wait to go back to these cities and these countries. Um, but I have to bid this adieu until until I get to go back again. But um, yeah. This is such a this was this has been such a great experience for me reliving a lot of the places that I visited and experienced and this is this is definitely not the last place that I visited and this is not the first place I visited and I've got so many more countries and cities for for you all to experience along with me and I I'm going to be taking, uh, hopefully a turn, um, with my podcast, being able to, I'm going to start hopefully reaching out to, to travel people and travel bloggers and travel influencers and get their take and hopefully interview them on, on places they visited because I want to get different perspectives in and be able to have my listeners experience others, travel bloggers and, get to know them because I know this is just my experiences for a lot of these places and thank you for tagging along truly truly thank you for tagging along through my journey and all my travel escapades um because these these are what makes me who I am today and this is through my eyes and my experience and I would love to hear from others and just listen to all these travel bloggers and what they've experienced because I think it's great to have other perspectives and I know a lot of them have gone to different countries a lot more different countries than I have and you know the more the merrier so I will see you guys in the next couple of weeks um, on Travel Tips Thursday once again. I hope you enjoyed this. If you have, please like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, I, I really love um, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so I hope you listen in and continue to support me and, and you know, if you have travel experiences or anything like that feel free to email me at catchflightspod at gmail.com or follow me on my instagram at rikalise24 um i'm always welcoming and loving to hear other people who have traveled to different places than i have and get their take on experiences so thank you and i will see you again soon Don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This podcast has been edited by Rika herself. Thank you, and I will see you every other Thursday on Catch Flights, Not Feelings. At this time, I'm going to ask you to face-
segment I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about the tricks to travel by Ronnie Dunstan um, he is the owner and creator of the road to 100 countries you can find them on Facebook and Instagram and I just really want to give him a great shout out um, because this tricks to travel system he's created is only 20 bucks and it will save you thousands of thousands of dollars um, as far as learning the tricks to the system of how to get hotel upgrades, how to get flight upgrades, how to maximize your points and miles. And I really just want to give him a shout out because he has taught me a lot in these last couple of years on how to maximize my travel experiences and how to get those hotel upgrades and how to keep continuing to travel the way I want to travel. Um, I'm not luxurious in any of my travels by any means, but you know, being able to get those flight upgrades based off of only miles or based off of only points is really something of of a really really a tricks to travel um and i've really really um enjoyed his his system and just i am learning still each and every day as i go about it and figuring out you know where do i want to travel next and what's the best way do i maximize on my points or miles and being able to you know, be in certain groups um, has really helped me to to really um, maximize my travel, and I'm really grateful for that. So this is just a shout out to to the Tricks to Travel system. It's only twenty bucks. I will link it in my uh, Instagram bio so you guys can also experience that tricks to travel system and and live the way or travel the way I do um, because I think it's a great opportunity and you're leaving so many points and miles on the in the trash if if you're not maximizing and doing doing it the way that this could be done and I think it's a great it's a great way to travel and Honestly, I don't think I could travel any other way um, after this. Um, literally, it's a great experience, and that lounge access from that American ex American um, Express Platinum card, ooh, that is clutch. That is literally clutch. Um, and I know a lot of travel bloggers um, utilize that. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to the Tricks to Travel system, the Road to 100 Countries, i.e. Ronnie Dunstan, the creator, and um, yeah, everything that he has taught me and others have taught me. Um, and as a solo traveler, it's a little bit harder, but I'm definitely making do and making it work for me. So I hope you guys can equally experience this and hop on that tricks to travel bandwagon with me and 
you know, travel as much as I do or as least amount as I do, but at least being able to maximize um, every, every opportunity that you can get while traveling. So that is not necessarily a bad, this is not a bad thing about travel. This is a great thing about travel, to be honest. Um, I know my delayed flight segment's usually um, about bad things or uncomfortable things, but this one is just something I wanted to give a shout out to. Thank you for listening to Catch Flights, Not Feelings with your host, Rika.